In this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark, and Sam Robertson, we are going to do some straight talking about your need to gain understanding so you don't waste any more precious years. Join us for this rich episode. Hello once again, podcast land, and welcome to another rip-roaring, fast and furious, prophetic What the Prophets Say podcast episode. It is me, Emma Stark, and I'm joined by the glory that is Mr. Sam Robertson. Sam Robertson. How are you, my friend, Sam? Yes, good. Excited. We're on a roll with these prophetic podcasts today. So excited to get onto this one. We are enjoying delving into the revelatory deep waters and oceans of God and sharpening each other and you in the process. So we have a great one for you today. I have producer Todd to my right hand side. And somebody said to me that I, in our last episode, fell into spoonerisms <laughs> and that is that <laughs> that is a linguistic error where I jumbled letters around and apparently I introduced my PA as who? Uh, instead of Roz Walsh, was Walsh. Did I introduce? <laughs> was. What? Her was. name is, her name is Roz. 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 R-O-Z. And what did I call her? Uh, was was instead of Rosh. Rosh. Yeah. and her surname is Walsh. Yes, right, <laughs> not Rosh. I do apologise to my PA for uh, spinnerizing her name. Um, it's the same with um. What Taylor? <laughs> no, not oh. no, that, no, no. That, <laughs> that's that's Todd thinking. Weller, yeah. our our producer, Todd. Todd Weller. Yeah. You see, run, now you say it to me the wrong way yeah. around, it'll be forever. But it's harder with couples, I find, because I do it as well. But we have this epic couple, part of our church family, and they're called Joan and Ray. And I find that, because re- I want to say Roan and Jay. <laughs> I find that really hard. I need to be intentional. You're amazing if you're listening. But I, I love you so much that I focus really hard when I'm saying your names. We had um, Gainer and Ty... And I used to call them Tyner and Gay. But <laughs> yeah, it, was just, it, it is, the letters all jump around. They do. Uh, but it's because we're so high in the realms. Is that what it is? <laughs> that we mix up our words here in the earth? Shall we use that that's as an a, excuse? That's a great excuse. That's the excuse. I do have a child who, who can't say the word, now I have to think. You can hear my brain whirling. Car park. But he calls them park arcs because the, the letters jump. Is this is this just dyslexics, or you can type in the comments, people, or is that no? This is spoonerisms. It's called spoonerisms. Yeah. Yes, but it happens a lot. It happens a lot. It does. Yes. Okay, but moving on from the spoonerisms into the Word of God, which has no spoonerisms. No, it's a Daniel chapter ten. <laughs> Daniel chapter ten, because the Word of God is perfect and Absolutely. inerrant. All right, unlike some of our language. Okay, this is a belter. Oh, does that colloquially... A beast, an an amazing one. A belter. A belter. It's great. It's great. Okay, Uh, roll with this. Daniel 10, my friends. It is a great chapter where Daniel falls down after receiving revelation for three full weeks. And I kind of love that revelation might do that. We don't want to rabbit Warren and cul-de-sac down that thought, but you could spend a long time mm. over the fact that revelation is so completely overwhelming that, that sometimes you can't even get up. He sees visions 
And it's a great scripture where the principalities and powers are at war to help give him the interpretation of what he's seen. And you understand then that Mike, the Archangel Michael is fighting with some of the demonic territorial regional geography responsible um, demons, the king of Persia, and later on in scripture, the prince of Greece. And so we understand territorial geographical warfare in the reward of an understanding of a vision being fought down through yeah. the heavenly realms. Fascinating scripture. Yeah. And the contention over revelation uh, and the need for us to be aware and to warfare for revelation and fresh revelation on certain occasions. Now, here is the killer verse. Yeah. And it is Daniel 10, verse 12. Mm. Then he continued, this is um, Michael talking to Daniel, the angel. Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding. I could just sit in that yeah. for days. That Daniel is setting his mind yeah. towards understanding mm. that his words were heard and that the Archangel Michael came in response to them. Epic. And as soon as I read that, I heard the Spirit of the Lord so clearly say this, calling the Daniels, calling the Daniels. The alarm has sounded to wake up those who can steward strategy, knowing and understanding as he did. And the Spirit of the Lord says, I now need you to be a Daniel in the earth who will explain what will happen in the future, who will steward live strategy that will become established in the ruins of the earthly systems that I, the Lord, your God, am destroying. And the Lord says, oh, right now, uncertainty must die in you. It is a place of understanding that I am pulling you into that will compel, says the Lord, a different level of action in you and from you. For the Spirit of the Lord says, this is a day where you will know how to do things come on and you will know why to do things says the lord and i will make you the know how and the know why people and the lord says i do not want you to be blinded by not knowing and not understanding the lord Mm. says this is not a time of wandering through a hazy mist of uncertainty you must see and perceive you must hear and interpret and the lord says for many of you have gotten used to living with a gnawing internal sense that you do not know and you do not see and it has kept you timid and the Lord says am I not the all-seeing all-knowing God am I not the God who is generous in revelation Mm. and sharing my mind and my heart and my understanding and the spirit of the Lord says right now if you would pray like Daniel did and say, I set my heart to understanding. If you would pick up that decree, if you would turn your insides to say, I set my heart to understanding. The spirit of the Lord says, see right now, I will release a precision strategy to where you are. I will send you precision timing, precision decision making, Mm. precision understanding of resources. And the spirit of the Lord says, if you will set your heart to understand i will give you wisdom blueprints says the lord 
Woo! Come on, what a word. And that act of gaining understanding. I mean, the verse says, since the, the first day you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I came in response to them. And actually, when it comes to understanding, your first step is admitting you don't understand. I don't know what to do here, God. There's an absence of wisdom. And actually, God, I need now to pull on you. And what we see here is that gaining understanding is an act of great warfare and that's why so many of you continually live in confusion because it's not a matter of intelligence here it's not a matter even of memory it's a matter of warfare gaining understanding is a spiritual activity it is a spiritual act uh, action it's a spiritual journey that you need to go on where you set your heart to say i don't understand i don't know but now god i'm contending for fresh revelation for fresh wisdom and when you do that you've got to get ready to fight even for some understanding over certain issues because we see here that that started a period of warfare and it started warfare and that's why many of us go through seasons of warfare before we make big decisions why because we need to gain understanding and we gain understanding by under by first knowing that it's a spiritual activity and it happens in the spirit realm i'm going to say two very blunt things go for it hold on to your hat mr sam robertson (laughs) he doesn't have one on but he's literally put his hands on his head in case his hair blows off (laughs) All this air. All this air. Right. Number one is, we have hijacked Daniel as a model only for the business community because he's great influence in yeah, his... or politics. Or politics. Now, that has a, a, a validity to it and we, and we love that. If Daniel has been your go-to for promotions in work and business and your go-to for, you know, a career in, I don't know, impact and influence, you hold on to that. But can I say he is more than that? Yeah. And my concern is that we pigeonhole Daniel and here is Daniel and he is setting his mind to gain understanding. Verse 14 tells you about what in that Daniel 10 chapter that we're in to explain what will happen to the people in the nation in the future and visions that concern a time yet to come. I'm quoting the word of God to you there. Look, there has got to be a prophet type that arises in the Daniel model who is saying, I will think about prophetic revelation for the decades to come that will secure a people. I will have words come forth to me, through me, and for others that will secure an understanding of what is happening in a nation. You cannot just be for personal words anymore. Oh God, bless me, bless me. You cannot be, oh God, what do I do about which breakfast cereal I'm to eat this morning or even what job I'm to have. You have got to be those who say, God, what are you doing in my nation? God, can you help me steward revelation and prophetic insight so that I can be an Issachar person who knows the timings and the seasons for my nation by revelation that I set my Come mind. On. I set my mind for revelation for the nation. I set my mind to receive visions for an entire tribe of people that those words from your throne of revelation might secure yeah. the future of a people. Totally. And really, Daniel is the prototype 
not for an entrepreneur or a politician, but someone who says, I will take prophetic responsibility, not just for myself, but for the future and for the sake of people and their future. And as we said in our previous podcast, that responsibility taking, which we need to get back in our mindsets, is what we see here with Daniel, who says, I'm going to set my mind to understand. I'm going to set my mind to understand not just my future, not just my call, not just yep. my next decision, but something that has wider implications. And I think let's propose that question. How much of your quiet time or your personal devotional time, whatever you like to call it, is focused on gaining revelation for you and for you alone? Yes. And how much are you allowing yourself to set your heart to gain understanding about something that has implications for others and implications beyond yourself how much are you asking god what do you want to show me for the sake of generations that aren't even born yet yeah yeah yeah, that's very good and i think the other thing i would say about uh, from this story in daniel 10 who's where he sets his mind to gain understanding and this is the other controversial thing we have hidden ourselves in a lie that it is okay to not know and that has got to end Mm -hmm. and we have done this oh god you know everything therefore i don't need to now there are moments that is absolutely right but we do it too much and we do the oh it's the glory of god to hide a matter it's the glory of god to uh, a king's to search it out you know we quote that scripture back and forward and the sense of the obscure god who hides and my great concern is we are ignorant fools and we think it's okay to not know we use it as an excuse we use it as an excuse we pigeonhole daniel to business and we ignore a man in scripture here who sets his mind to understand and actually the due diligence of a lifetime that that is given to i need to understand what you're doing i need to understand the blueprints i need to understand how to behave here can i say how many of us go to the grave unfulfilled wasted years because we left it too late yeah. to understand what to do mm-hmm. how many of us mm-hmm. how many unfulfilled lives do we have to the left and right of us in this this weird ungodly unholy waiting where we think that the word of god says you know wait on the lord yes it does say that it doesn't say wait on the lord all day every day for your inter- your entire life and do nothing else mm-hmm. it has moments of waiting of the lord and moments where it says come on consider the ant yep. you sluggard uh-huh. in the proverbs where actually there is a balance here come where on. i wait and then i action and i wait and then i work and we are so hell bent on waiting that we die on un- fulfilled and we die ignorant fools absolutely and i think there is a prayer here in daniel where i can say god i now need to understand in fact i'm going to turn my whole life to set my mind to gain understanding it cannot be that i don't know what's happening in my nation it cannot be that i don't know what is in the future for my children it cannot be that i don't know how to strategize for my church it cannot be that i'm fumbling around in the dark learning how to strategize for my business and i really feel like there is a kick up the backside where god is saying cry for understanding and even the whole concept of waiting we have so wrongly made passive and waiting let me say is not 
an act of passivity or Come apathy on. where you lie back and it's like, oh, I'm waiting. Waiting is not an excuse to know nothing. Waiting is the pursuit of union with God and the pursuit of uh, God revealing his heart to you. So even when you are waiting and you don't have understanding, you still set your heart to understand. You set your yes. heart where you're saying, okay, God, I don't know. I don't have understanding, but I'm not going to sit here in a passive state and just expect understanding to land on me mm. out of the blue. What I'm going to do, God, is I'm going to intentionally pursue you. Yeah. I'm going to wait on you as an act of pursuit. And it's in that place that God then says, look, I'm going to reveal my heart to you. I'm going to give you great understanding. I think as well, it's that great humility place before God. God, I humbly come before you. I humbly come with that because uh, that's, you know, the what we see here. You set your mind to gain understanding mm -hmm. and to humble yourself before your God. God. Yeah. And we need that place of, of humility, but also of active waiting that pursues understanding, whatever it may be. And look, I really feel, and I know I mentioned it earlier on, the, the call here is not just for people who understand their future vision for their own life. The call here is not for you to go on a yeah. journey of I'm finding myself or I'm finding my call or I'm finding my future. God here is saying, look, I want you to consider and I want you to set your mind to understand that which has implications for people and nations, not just for yourself. I want those who will look into the future to secure a future for people's and nations mm -hmm. and not just yourself not just about let me fulfill my call but god help me understand that i might be part of the story you're writing that will have an impact on my family and my friends and my region and territory nation whatever it may be and that's setting your mind to understand is understanding something that's bigger than your own path that you're meant to take mm -hmm. back to a homeless story if it's okay because it's important. One of the first times of our now layered homeless stories as a family in our boom and bust cycles of having and not having and learning in the journey of God in that. I think David and I now look back with more mature eyes at the first time these things happened to us. And we left a property and went in to live with friends and I think we were expecting a certain sort of miracle we were expecting literally an angel in human form to walk up and hand us the keys yeah. and I think we sat in that we mm. were we were young yeah. and we were very naive now I think God was pleased that mm. it displayed a great faith yeah. that we just believed in miracles we believed in the god who would just turn up and do it and sometimes actually he he absolutely does do that yeah. and you do go wow that's a suddenly wild miracle i think we sat for a number of months in a waiting that we believed was holy faith and high expectation now, it absolutely was those things but it was also quite immature mm. And it was immature in that I don't think we ever asked God back in those years, what do we do or help us understand? Wow. We had two or three scriptures that we'd latched onto 
um, about God of miracles and abundantly more yeah. than you would ever, you know, Gosh, God does abundantly imagine. more. Those kind of thoughts. And we just waited and it was an error of a wait. And I think we learned richly as a husband and wife team in that. Yes, there are moments of miracles and we have absolutely seen those. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's not good enough for me to perpetually say, I don't know. And to push away years of our lives in our foolishness where I don't petition God or set my mind to understand as Daniel did. And that sense of God, um, not that I want to be in control. You've got to watch that you don't fall off into that where you're you're not seeking to be a know-it-all or a control freak. But you are seeking more understanding mm-hmm. about how things happen and when things yeah. need to happen than you currently That's do. Good. I think most of us are out of time. Yeah. I think most of us are too slow. I think most of us are in wrong waiting. I think most of us are in wrong permission seeking. I think most of us have got stuck somewhere in life where God is saying, why did you not seek like Daniel understanding to know what to do mm. and to know when to do it? Yeah. Come on. Well, I think that is a, a short, sharp shot in, in the, the arm. arm for a lifestyle. Of seeking understanding. Yeah, of seeking understanding. So we bless you and our hands are raised. You can't see it. Just believe that they are. They genuinely are. Uh, our hands are raised to you across the world and we release you into a Daniel 10 lifestyle of those who no longer are out of season, out of sync, out of time. And I bless you to be one who sets your heart to understand and to know and to make decisions that are informed by revelation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. You clearly ooze stamina. May I gently encourage you to jump over to our website, propheticscots.com, where you can download my e-course, The Prophetic Warrior, nine highly interactive sessions that will equip and train you to hear the voice of God with ease. Make sure that you subscribe and like and share this podcast. You don't want to miss all the things we have coming up for you.